We take a look at the big game and more quarterback discussion to be had surrounding Russell Wilson and now Kyler Murray. Some interesting topics following a particularly bad day in the life of the Washington Commanders. We're going to talk about all of that right now on the Lots on Commanders podcast. You are locked on Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Commanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making this show your first listen of the day. I'm David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show, which you can find on the Team 980, Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time or anytime on the Odyssey app. Locked On Commanders is free and available on all platforms. And on Twitter, we are at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at Commanders. Once again, we thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen every day. This episode brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Chris, my solo episode that dropped yesterday, just chock full of bad news, like just bad after bad after bad. And it was it was. Uh, it was hard to record. I'm going to be honest. I'm sure people who listen to it is a little bit hard to to listen to. But listen, that's that's a day in the life of the Washington Commanders, basically the football organization in D.C. This is this is what it's like. You warned me about it. You prepped me for it. The fans are used to it by now. You're unfortunately used to it as well. But a lot going on. And unfortunately, just a lot of it is not as good as we would want it to be. Yeah, I mean, it's just, um, you know, there are some days that are way, 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 way worse than others in terms of the gravity of the news. But David, you covered it well. Um, There were four stories that basically we were dealing with all at the same time from uh, the unfortunate tragedy that happened with DeShazer Everett back in late uh, December uh, and what has now led to, you know, charges leveled against him and, and some serious charges Uh, On top of that, Jonathan Allen on Twitter, um, and then the whole back and forth between Dan Snyder, the Washington Commanders, Roger Goodell, the National Football League. And again, we we are making a decision, you and I, um, that people, while we have to cover the news, you, you more than adequately covered the news on the last episode. So out of respect for what we feel people are exhausted from and what our listeners want the most. Uh, I think we're basically going to say, look, we acknowledge that David covered it. You can listen to that podcast. We, we very much encourage you to, but we're going to focus on the Super Bowl and we're going to focus on uh, a hot dra- on a hot trade rumor. I should say that does involve or would affect the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that trade rumor, of course, surrounding Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, who uh, famously took a picture with Jonathan Allen, Russell's wife, Jonathan's wife, uh, and the couples took a picture together at the Pro Bowl. So that sparked all kinds of intrigue. And then during uh, his Ask Me Anything session, Jonathan Allen asked about wanting Russell Wilson in D.C. and said to one responder, he said 1,000% he wanted him there, uh, so on and so forth. So Obviously, bringing Russell Wilson to the NFC East, an idea that many Washington Commanders fans are in support of, just not to the Philadelphia Eagles the way that Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated is predicting sort of best guess that that's right. where the uh, the quarterback might end up. And that's the key term, best guess, right? Yeah. Now, now, sometimes when a reporter, especially on a national level, is guessing or opinionizing, for lack of a better term, you know this, David, 
sometimes they're doing it with information that they right. don't feel 100% certain about or maybe don't feel great about or need more confirmation about or don't necessarily want to walk that plank and be like, Albert Breer is reporting that the Eagles are going to trade for Russell Wilson. Okay. Yeah, so let's just preface, let's just preface it like that, right? You and I and, and our audience are, are certainly smart enough and understanding enough and aware enough that by no means is Albert Breer saying for sure that Russell Wilson's going to wind up in Philadelphia again, hence yeah. the best guest term. But here's what I would ask you. Before we get to the, the Washington side of this, because, I mean, obviously everything with every quarterback is going to deal with Washington in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Do you believe with three first-round picks and Jalen Hurts off the year that he had, which there was some some good, a lot of good, I would say, or yeah. or a bunch of good, and certainly some concerns and some worries and some all that, would you say that it is a likely situation that Philadelphia becomes hell bent on getting one of these veteran, established stud quarterbacks in your mind? I mean, I don't know they become hellbent on it. I would like to see the Philadelphia Eagles stick with Jalen Hurts and try to see if they can develop him. Because if you can develop him, you're going to get you know a, a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL for a very, very long time right. for your franchise. And that's hard to do. Now, at the same time, you look at what you know, like Sean McVay and the Rams have done. You look at what uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have been able to do in a very short period of time. Anytime an NFL team goes from the number one overall pick to the Super Bowl in two years' time, all that does is ratchet up the pressure on every single team sure. that has not been to a Super Bowl in the last two years because every owner is now looking at their squad saying, hey, guys, what did we miss? You know what I mean? That 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 we could have done differently. And, and to a certain extent, it's not even fair. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals had the number one overall pick. Like every single team in right. the NFL could have told their ownership, yes, drafting Joe Burrow would be a great idea. Only one team held the keys to drive that car off the lot, and it was the Cincinnati Bengals. And they made obviously they made the right decision. So there's some some unfair things to it, but that's just kind of the nature of the beast. As everybody wants to know, hey, the Bengals went from from worst, literally worst in the NFL, to potentially the best team in the National Football League after Sunday night in two years. Why is it taking us so long? And that's what kind of puts the pressure on some of these guys. If you have an owner with that impatience, if the Eagles are dealing with that from their ownership, I don't know if they are or not. Then I can see why they would make that move. Russell Wilson gives you three to five years. Uh, you expect of above average quarterback play. I don't put him in the categories of like Aaron Rodgers, even like Patrick Mahomes, even though he kind of you know had some some shoot himself in the foot moments this season. Um, I put Russell Wilson in kind of that tier two or three where he's above average. I think he does make your team better, but I don't think he immediately makes you a contender. So you need to have a contending roster already that you can add Russell Wilson into. The Eagles can say they have that because they made it to the playoffs. Um, they have a very, very good running game, very strong running game. I would say their defense needs a lot of work. You trade all those first-round draft picks for Russell Wilson. Fortunately for them, the defensive side of the NFL draft this year is pretty strong. And in theory, you still have a little bit of money that you can go out there and, and do some shopping. So it's it's a wise move for the Eagles. But the Eagles have to understand that you're looking at a three- to five-year window. And if you don't make it in that time frame, you're essentially starting over. Yeah, the other thing I would point out is even though the Eagles have the three first-round picks, uh, what are they, 15, 16, and 19, I think, I think are so, the numbers, yeah. 
uh, something like that. Right. You know, it's going to take more than just, you know, as we discussed earlier this week on another episode, I, I think the last one we did together, you know, it's going to take more than Russell's got two years left on his contract mm-hmm. at a very reasonable number. I, I don't mm-hmm. think Russell Wilson's coming to any team not expecting whether he has the power or not, but not expecting to get a reworked contract or a contract extension. Right. And if you're talking about a two or three year contract extension, you're probably talking about north of 45 million per yep. year. And however you shape that, work that out. So again, this yep. is not just trading first round picks, this or assets. This is about a financial investment as well. I don't buy that the Eagles are going to go all in for Russell Wilson. Again, yeah. I could see it more for Aaron Rodgers, David. Yeah, I don't see it necessarily for Russell Wilson. Some of the reasons uh, you just outlined. Um, we'll have the obviously more on, on this throughout the offseason uh, because there's going to be rumors every day. One quick thing that we wanted to hit before we get to our Super Bowl 56 preview As part of the fallout from what the NFL announced on Wednesday in regards to the Washington Commanders and other things, they also announced, David, that they're going to Germany starting this year and going to play a quartet of games through the 2025 season. And again, one of them will be played this year. I don't know this for sure, but look out for the Washington Commanders. Nine home games this year. Nine. Remember with the 17-game schedule? And we know how bad their home attendance is. I'm I'm not saying, I'm just saying it's possible. It it could happen that they wind up as the home team in Germany this year. Yeah, I mean, I would would be willing to put money on it, to be honest. It's it's basically a self-made solution to a problem the NFL had every year when when a team had to spend a home game overseas. You had, uh, first of all, the team doesn't like it. Second of all, the season ticket holders hate it. Uh, And even the local fans who maybe just want to go to a one, one game here or there. Uh, they don't like it. And uh, it, it's for the NFL, it's a really great way. Like if you have, I don't know, the Washington Commanders versus the Jacksonville Jaguars right. and Washington's a home team, you send them overseas, you're going to get a sold out venue where you're barely going to give TV viewership on that game if you keep it in the States. So it just makes sense that basically every other year, an NFC team, you know, the home teams are going to be NFC teams the next year. All the home teams are going to be AFC teams because then you still play eight home games in your stadium for those teams. I agree. All right. We're coming back with a big old Super Bowl 56 preview. We'll have you covered our picks, analysis, uh, game picks, and all that. That is still to come right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Hey, Commanders fans. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell, and we have an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Of course, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, something Washington has not done enough of, uh, and you're going to get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up in cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using the Get Upside app. It's Uh, available for free and you download it, you use the promo code touchdown, you're going to get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use that promo code touchdown like to Terry McLaurin, uh, and you're going to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as we get to the big game here this weekend. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, 
podcasts and news this season. And it's not just about football. Even after the season is officially over for everybody, Bet Online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates of current games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the new and amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, it's Super Week, and it's brought to you by GetUpside. We just told you about GetUpside. There's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game. And, David, we welcome you guys back on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Of course, the Commanders nowhere near Super Bowl 56. But, my friend, it is time now to offer a couple of wagers, a couple of guesses, a couple of uh, bits of analysis. I would ask you the Rams. So the Rams are four and a half point favorites as we record this, and that's been pretty steady all week. So I don't expect it to change majorly. I mean, depending on what book you use, uh, you know, at Bet Online they have it at four and a half. That's been, again, pretty steady. Maybe right. you find it, it goes to four, whatever. We're going to use four and a half. Rams the favorites over the Bengals. The Bengals are weirdly the home team, even though the Rams are playing in their home stadium, uh, Sci-Fi, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Um, Do you have a strong lean one way or the other before I give you my pick on just, again, the point spread? Uh, I don't think that the Rams cover. I think that the Bengals have shown uh, that they're capable of coming into a heavyweight fight and holding their own. I do have some concerns over that Los Angeles Rams pass rush up against that Cincinnati Bengals offensive line and just how much pressure Joe Burrow is going to be under. But I feel like this game is probably a three-game you know spread at the end of it. So as long as that line stays there at four and a half points, I take the Bengals. I think that's a pretty smart pick. I know um, you know some some uh, evaluation services that I've seen said the smart money is with the Bengals plus the four and a half. David, I um, you know I called the Los Angeles Rams at times cream cheese soft during the year. Mm-hmm. I think they were. I think they got away yeah. from the running game. Uh, they were having trouble dealing with physical teams like the Titans uh, without Derrick Henry, the 49ers, the Green Bay Packers, so on and so forth. They have redeveloped some of that toughness down the stretch. Not completely, but they have redeveloped some of it. And now I'm doing what I hate that I'm going to do. I'm back on the Rams bandwagon again. I'm taking a minus four and a half. As a matter of fact, I went to uh, our friends uh, at betonline.net and I put mm-hmm. down a $20 minus four and a half bet on the Rams. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be right, but you and I are a little bit opposite on this. I'm taking the home team to win a <laughs> home game in the Super Bowl two years in a row. And people can obviously see the air quotes uh, that I'm using. Do you like the number at 48 over under? Do you think it's going to be a they high do. scoring game, low scoring game? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be high scoring. I think, you know, the, obviously the Rams have the firepower. The Bengals have to come into the game pretty much expecting uh, that they're going to have to match, you know, fire with fire. Um, but I like the I like the Bengals receiving core. I like what they do. Uh, every once in a while, sprinkling in Joe Mixon and, and, and all that stuff. And I think when you look at the Rams defense, you know, the weakness is in the secondary. The weakness is in the coverage. That's why uh, that that pass rush has to be as potent as it is. So if you do some early screens, some tunnel screens, some quick hitters, stuff like that, try to negate that pass rush a little bit. As long as Joe doesn't do anything to put the ball into harm's way and let a guy like Jalen Ramsey come away with it. Outside of Jalen, 
there there's a very susceptible soft uh, part of the uh, part of the part of the defense there behind the uh, the pass rush. And then when you look over in the middle of the field uh, as well, the Los Angeles Rams have been uh, one of the worst teams over the middle of the field, especially in the intermediate part of the field, like eight to twelve yards or so. And that's an area that the Bengals can take advantage of. I think if you're Cincinnati, you got to look back and you kind of got to look at what. Uh, the Buccaneers did to struggle against them uh, against their defense early on. And then you have to look at what the Buccaneers did to adjust and come out and do a lot better uh, against the Rams in that second half and that near comeback win. And then of course, obviously you want to take some of the positives away from the 49ers as well. But I really look at the Bucs because again, you don't have a quarterback that's that's super mobile and Joe Burrow. He can do some things. Don't get me wrong. He's more mobile than Tom Brady is, but I think you have more weapons. You know, I, I love Mike Evans I and mean, he's better than any receiver the Bengals have currently on their roster, but when you look at the totality of the weapons on the Bengals offense, they have more coming into this game against the Rams than what the Bucs had. So I think you can take some lessons there. Uh, and, and again, I just I just look at Joe Burrow, man. He's just he's unfazed, unshaken. Nothing, no spotlight is too bright for him. No stage has been too big for him. So if he can continue that, I think it's either going to be a 10 plus point win for the Rams if things go that way, or it's going to be a three point win for the Bengals, hmm. I feel like. Interesting, which would make your bet very happy. It would right. make your bet sing. I would like the 10-point win for the Rams just so that I could make a little bit of extra money yeah. <laughs> as I explain. All right, before we go any further, surprised halftime guest yeah. prediction. This was uh, a, a, a theme that you came up with. Well, as I mentioned, there it's a loaded halftime show already. Right. I don't know how much, how much time they're going to have – you know, more for surprises, but can you see somebody dropping in out of the SoFi Stadium roof here? I don't know if they'll drop in from the roof, but I mean, yeah, you've got a star side lineup already. you got Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. You basically have the up and smoke tour, but from back in the 90s, just adding Kendrick Lamar to it. I think it's got to be Ice Cube. I mean, you look at Dr. Dre's history with Los Angeles, with music, NWA, going all the way back to his start uh, there. It's in Los Angeles. Like, I, I just, I can't imagine. I mean, Dre... Uh, and Ice Cube put out a song recently as, as recent and the, the music video for it kind of goes back to their days of NWA and their rise and some of their movies. Uh, Dre is just in a point in his career, I think, right now where he's, he's very nostalgic. He's kind of looking back at the path that he's walked and being very appreciative of everything that's happened. So I can't imagine they don't bring Ice Cube onto the stage. I think that's probably an easier prediction. So I'm going to go one step further and I'm going to go MC Ren, another member of uh, NWA who's not quite as popular, didn't have quite the successful solo career that Dre went on to have. And then obviously Ice Cube did as well. So I think MC Ren, another NWA shout out or throwback. Again, he's in that song Homecoming with Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. So I think it just fits perfectly. So I look at both of those guys to step on the stage. This is the best analysis that you're going to get of the halftime show and who might drop in, who might parachute <laughs> in, who might come out of the smoke. I can't match David, so I'm not even going to try. I'm just uh, going to go completely off the wall. You ready for mine? Yeah. Harry Styles. Harry Styles, not going to happen. But you know what? Ed Sheeran could happen. I mean, listen, Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran has done Sheeran. some music with some of these guys. And remember, Ed Sheeran was the the headliner for the halftime show at the openings game, uh, Buccaneers versus Cowboys, to start the season. He was or the, the pregame concert. He was the headliner there. Right. So, I mean, a way to wrap it all up. Ed Sheeran's there in the beginning. Ed Sheeran makes a surprise appearance here in the end. I could see it happen. All right. How about a game MVP? I'm going to be able to offer a more educated guess on this <laughs> than, than that than the last topic, but game MVP for you. Yeah, I'm taking the underdog. Uh, so I'm taking the Bengals to win this game. And so if that's the case, I'm going to stick with the underdog. It's not Joe Burrow because he's never been an underdog. I'm going with Jamar Chase. 
I mean, remember preseason, Chris? The dude couldn't catch a ball. Oh, well, there's no lines on this one like the college ball, so I can't see it as well. And everybody was mocking him and laughing at him. What a waste of a draft pick. And next thing you know, he's an all-pro in his rookie season. Jamar Chase is going to be the MVP if the Bengals win. All right, I'm taking the Rams, obviously, again, minus the four and a half. So I think their offense is going to cook a little bit. I agree with you. I think it's going to go over the 48, whatever that number settles on. I'm going to go with Cooper Cup just because I can't get away from – you mentioned the Bengals secondary is a little spotty. Um, it's better than I probably give it credit for. Mike Hilton's going to be a big factor in this. Remember, he had that interception of Ryan Tannehill in Nashville a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. He's going to be out of the slot. That's going to be a really good matchup. But I think Cooper Cup is so damn good, so special, so incredible with that route, not only at the top of his route, but also off the line of scrimmage. I think Cooper Cup's probably going to be around 100, somewhere in that range. Maybe he goes a little bit over 100, at least a touchdown, and I think he'll be the game MVP. And wrapping up our Super Bowl 56 preview, David, a score prediction from you, sir. Yep, I got Bengals, obviously. Field goal, I got 34-31 Cincinnati Bengals. So you have them outright in addition to, obviously, uh, you know, against the point or with the points at plus four and a half. All right, so you're picking that. I'm going to go with the Rams, obviously, as I mentioned, minus the four and a half. But I'm going to say Los Angeles 28-21. to Los Angeles 28 28- 21 in Super Bowl 56, second consecutive home team to win a Super Bowl. All right, when we return right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, we're going to turn it over to our friends at the network level to get you ready for Super Bowl 56. That's straight ahead. But guys, this is the time of the year we're all struggling, right, with our New Year's resolutions. We're all struggling to avoid the big, big game feast. One way that you can eat right on Super Sunday and every day of the week is with our friends at Built Bar. That's right. If you don't know about Built Bar, well, you don't know, but you should know because we tell you about them almost every day. Built Bars are awesome and they have Built Bar puffs. They're marshmallowy, they're fluffy, like a soft pillow, and they're 100% covered in chocolate. Whether you want the banana cream pie flavor or the yummy cinnamony churro, I had one of those earlier this week. My goodness, coconut marshmallow as well, so good. The puffs are a great option. Most Built Bars contain about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein, all sorts of different flavors. David's favorite, the mint brownie, mine, still the peanut butter, um, but you you might have a different flavor. Check out Built.com. They're always coming out with limited time flavors. And when you're at Built.com, use this promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment here of the Locked on Washington Commanders podcast. Wrap up the week. Wrap up our look at the big game coming up. David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82, Chris Russell on Twitter, Russellmania621, the show at LO Commanders. For the third time in roughly 24 hours, the NFL and the Washington Commanders seem to be at war. On Wednesday morning, Dan Snyder, through an organizational spokesperson or source, leaked to Adam Schefter that they were going to launch an independent investigation into the latest allegations. Roughly six hours later, the NFL said, no, you're not. You're not doing that. Roger Goodell confirmed that at his State of the League address on Wednesday afternoon, about an hour after that initial response came out. 
Then on Thursday, we found out through the reporting of Nikki Jabala and Mark Maskey of the Washington Post that the league sent a letter to the House Oversight Committee saying that the team, not the league, the team, was impeding the investigation and impeding access to roughly 109,000 documents that the committee is asking for. Uh, the belief is the deadline is February 14th, which is quickly coming. And the further belief has to be that for a third time, again, in roughly 24 hours, the league is publicly dividing itself and separating itself from the Washington Commanders and specifically Dan Snyder. What this means, where it goes from here, only time will tell, but it's certainly not a good sign for Dan Snyder. Hope you all enjoyed our Super Bowl 56 preview. We want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. Come on back for the next episode. We'll recap Super Bowl 56 and fully get you ready for the offseason. Now make your second listen of the day, the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. It's Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, an expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. If you have a question, topic, or you want your voice heard on whatever issue, Make it short and sweet. Tell us what your name is and get in and get out. The shorter, the better. 301-615-3577. 301-615-3577 is the voicemail line or locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. All right, that's going to do it for us today and for this week. Commanders fans, enjoy the big game on Sunday. Thanks again for joining us. We're free and available on all platforms right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. For David Harrison, who's covering the Commanders on SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Ben Hurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll see you after Super Bowl 56 right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast.